you could be anywhere doing anything, but you're hanging out with us, and we appreciate that. So wherever you're listening and however you're listening, we appreciate you guys for listening. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Game Plan Podcast. Alex Goodwin is my name. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex Goodwin. TSM again, that's on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. That's T as in tacos, S as in sangria, M as in margaritas. Kennedy Miller. What's up, fellas? Where can the folks find you on Twitter, dog? You can find me on Twitter at underscore Kennedy Miller underscore. Again, that's underscore Kennedy Miller underscore. All right. All right. Lamar Gafford, Sinla Preps. Big dog, how you doing? I'm good. The Denver Nuggets just won themselves a championship, and you know how we celebrate? 20-piece chicken McNuggets. Wait, hold on, Lamar. You still go to McDonald's? Yes, I do. Did you have a coupon? Did you have a, you know, did you have a deal, a teacher's discount? Is it Teacher Appreciation Week <laughs> down there in Louisiana? The, the, so, so the app has, you can get 20-piece chicken McNuggets with two any-size fries. And so I usually get some of that give myself a large drink to go along with that there you go hey man i ain't gonna Good lie to you. 10 bucks hey man I, I, I ain't gonna lie to you you said you had the app that's a level of dedication i alex goodwin do not have okay <laughs> i don't need that <laughs> because look man i had to give that mcdonald's ministry up after college i said we ain't gotta live like this no more it ain't like it ain't like i got more money <laughs> but you know treat yourself a little bit better you know it's like oh, i was living I was living like that in New Mexico. So I, I feel what you're saying, Lamar. Thank you. I feel what you're saying. Somebody, somebody got me. Somebody got me at least. Hey, man, look, that McDonald's down near Prairie View needs to be shut down. Okay, they need to send the health department down there. Somebody. <laughs> you and you know the one I'm talking about, Kennedy Miller. You know the one. Uh, yes. Yes, I do. Shut it down. Shut <laughs> it down. That pl- Send the health department. Send the Lord. Send somebody. Okay, but you know what got sent to the Denver Nuggets tonight? That Larry O'Brien trophy because they won game five of these NBA finals. 94-89 to win their first NBA championship. The big Serbian Nikola Jokic, NBA finals MVP, 28 points, 16 rebounds. So, guys, first thoughts on game number I just think that kind of like we've been saying these past couple of games that Miami has fought hard, but they just didn't have that extra. Like they, they are really good in these grinded out games, kind of like a game like tonight and closing it out. But you can tell that they just didn't have that extra guy um, that could make a play when it was needed Um, because you had some, uh, Big-time plays by Kyle Lowry, you know, that might not show up on the stat sheet. You know, like a couple of those offensive rebounds, being the smallest guy in there um, to get some of those. And then, you know, it seemed like it always kind of seems like those superstars, whenever, like, you, they show that they are having a bad game. Like, it shows that Jimmy Butler only has eight points. And then he scores, like, nine straight points out of nowhere mm-hmm. um, to kind of put them back in the game. I thought that that was, um, you know, I thought that that was key to them getting back in the game. But... I mean, down the stretch, Denver just had all these options, right? Like, we're really just going to let you dictate what we do, and then we're just going to feed off of that. So, like, you want to switch the screen, and we'll just dump it to Jokic, and you can get a, you know, a post-entry. 
and you can finish in the post. Or if you miss and Aaron Gordon get the board, Bruce Brown get the board, KCP is going to knock down a three. Um, so, I mean, it's really, you know, like pick your poison with them. And it just felt like this was the final, like Miami was just pulling straws and this was like the final straw. Um, and they couldn't, there was nothing else left. There was nothing else left in the cabin for them to, to pull out. So um, credit to them for winning the game. It was a competitive series. You know, they lost in five, but for the most part, it was competitive. I, you know, I actually enjoyed it. It wasn't a lot of like narratives that we usually um, have, um, which kind of hurt shows like us because we talk about <laughs> a lot of, you know, like legacy talk and where people rank. Um, but, you know, down the stretch of these games, it has been very uh, fun to watch for the most part. So credit to the Nuggets um, because for most of the year, you know, they were the best team in the West um, and, you know, were one of the best teams of the league and proved that they deserved that title um, of winning the 2023 NBA championship. I mean, for me, I'm going to say this, right? Um, the Miami Heat went one-on-one with The Undertaker. Like, let's be honest about it. You know what I'm talking about? Like, they played a team that the Denver Nuggets did not have to play their best game to beat the Miami Heat. No. The Miami Heat had to be damn near perfect to compete. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, think well, you know, think about all it took for them to win game number two. You know what I'm saying? In a night like tonight, where at one point Denver was one for 18 from the three-point line, and it was only a six-point game. Denver played maybe the worst half of basketball that they've played in the entire playoffs, and they were only down five or six points at halftime. You know, and Miami's doing literally everything that they can, right? So at a certain point, you figure, okay, they're going to get a couple of buckets from this guy, that guy, right? Jamal Murray only had 15 points. I think he was 6 of 14 from the floor. You know, there aren't that many teams that can win games such as this on nights such as this when your second best player is six for 14 from the floor aaron gordon four points but when you have a bruce brown you know you have a jeff green that can give you spot minutes here and there you have kcp who's going to take and make big shots and then active defensively some of those chase down you know like jimmy butler i think max Struess. they had a couple like breakaway breakaways that should have been easy layups easy dunks KCP's chasing him down, knocking the ball out of Jimmy Butler's hands, chasing it down and contesting. Like, those are championship-type plays. And I think down the stretch for Miami, they just were tired, right? And you could tell Jimmy Butler was tired because I don't know if you guys oh, yeah. noticed it. There were possessions where I'm just – I almost did the thing where I do with James Harden and some of those closeout games. Like, let's just sit here and watch James. And watch James stand, sit, stand here in the corner with his hands on his knees. Or that last year when Chris Paul was in Houston, Chris Paul is dribbling the ball, and James is at half court gassed. It didn't look quite the same, but Jimmy Butler was standing over in the corner. You know, in the biggest game of the year, he's so exhausted where they're running pin downs and plays for Max Struess. Or they've got Kyle Lowry, who at this point is a backup NBA point guard. He's the one handling and taking taking some of these tough shots. Or they're having to have Duncan Robinson do it. You know what I mean? Miami just, they tried. They tried their absolute best, but in the end, I think everyone knew from the beginning it took Miami a whole lot to get here, but it was going to take even that much more for them to win. And at this point, having to stay locked in every night 
for two months straight. It's a little too bit much. A little too much to ask. Lamar, is that making sense? Yeah, it does. And you know, they did as well as an eight seed could have could that you could have predicted an eight seed to do. I mean, they beat two of the prohibitive uh, final favorites in the East in the Bucks and the Celtics. They beat an up and coming good Knicks team. Um, they just, like you said, they just ran out of gas against a very good team in the Nuggets here who really solidified themselves as a lot of people weren't sure were they going to be a team that was going to go all the way this year and that they did it and everything. Um, I know a lot of people were talking about Jimmy, especially those last two possessions there where, you know, he drew the ball away. And of course the, the, the three point shot that uh, he missed there in that case, and I saw on the timeline, a lot of people like saying, you know, that's a bad shot by Jimmy. That's a bad shot by Jimmy. But, and granted, it might have been, but if we look at game seven for the Eastern Conference Finals from last year, Jimmy has not been shy of, all right, I'm just going to take a three-point shot. We win, we win, we lose, we lose. You know, but but damn it, you can't, you can't say I didn't try. And so um, I got to give it to him. That's his M.O. That's, that's, what he, that's what he's known for. That's what he does. But, you know, all in this – Hats off again to the Nuggets because the Nuggets, man, they they took that championship. They deserve it. Um, you know, none of the games, even though the games were close, um, we definitely knew who the better team was out there. And uh, can I ask a question, sidebar? Can we send a U-Haul or the police to Joel Embiid's house to go get that MVP back and then mail that to Denver? <laughs> Okay, because I don't think I'll ever forgive Kendrick Perkins and J.J. Reddick for that one segment on first take. And all of a sudden, the MVP goes to Embiid. Yeah, I mean, I kind of felt like he, um, I kind of felt like Embiid did deserve it. Now, the thing is, I don't think it was because, I think it was an unnecessary take because Jokic won the last two MVPs that he doesn't deserve this one. Um, because I do feel like this was his actual best season out of the, the three seasons that he's had, not just because they won the championship, but I thought what he was doing during the regular season, he deserves MVP praise. And I think Embiid did too. Um, it's just unfortunate that they didn't get there um, to be able to, to go against each other because obviously that would have been a better matchup than Bam, who played a very good series, <laughs> you know. Bam played a very good series, but they were just under—they were just undersized. Like Bam is somebody that, like, you would like to put on Aaron Gordon, and then you have somebody bigger to guard Jokic. Like, if they had played Milwaukee, then you got Brooke Lopez guarding uh, Jokic and Giannis guarding Aaron Gordon, or they they go small. They have Giannis and guard Jokic and. Bobby Portis, that, that's guarding Aaron Gordon. Like, they had size. Philly could have done Embiid and PJ. Um, or Embiid and Tobias on Aaron Gordon. But the Heat really didn't have an answer for Jokic and Aaron Gordon in at the same time. Um, along with, you know, Aaron Gordon being your fourth best player. Something so like you, Yeah, so you still got to count for Jamal Murray and Michael Porter. One thing that I saw that I found interesting is with Nikola Jokic winning the finals MVP, it is only seven active players who have a finals MVP that are in the NBA. 
right now. Finals MVP? Yes. Let's see if, all right, we got Jokic, Giannis. Yes. yes. Kawhi. Mm-hmm. LeBron. Mm-hmm. Steph. Oh, Steph. Ah, Steph, KD. Mm-hmm. And Iguodala still counts. That's it. Okay. <laughs> that was what to say. Look, we're still counting Iguodala. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that is it. Yo, this is how you know, like, the NBA, like, we're the – almost when they say the torch has almost been passed, right? Because LeBron at his advanced age at this point, right? Like, this is – this is like this is the the turning of a new guard, right? Mm-hmm. Giannis, Jokic, you know, this is the beginning of a new generation. And I do want to, you know, start going to some of these fan questions because we got a lot of fan questions and comments, and we appreciate your comments in the chat. Y'all putting y'all have tonight. Thank you. Um, we start with the homie Stone. Who do y'all view as the greatest threat to the Nuggets repeating as champs next year? The champagne ain't even been popped yet. We already talked about that. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> Man, uh, I mean, the West is rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I wow. mean, well, I would, I mean, we would like to think, well, we got to see what happens with uh, NBA Young Boy. Now that's the next biggest thing that we're waiting on. <laughs> John playing around with these toy guns. Didn't they say it was a toy or something? That's what, that's yeah, what they said. What yeah, trying to say, yeah. We don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, LeBron's 111. You know, we'll see how long he can keep the car on the road. Um, Phoenix, we'll figure, like, we'll see with them. Um, The Clippers, if they can keep people healthy, we'll see. Like, they got a whole bunch. We've been talking about this for a long time. And I was going to say, and the Pelicans, you know, they might be trying to move up for Scoot Henderson. And maybe if they can keep Zion away from all the extracurricular activities he's been uh, engaged in. Just keep him away from Mariah Mills. Keep Mariah Mills away from her Twitter. Okay. Because, <laughs> sidebar, she seemed like she on that Mario Wine is, I don't want to know if you playing me. <laughs> you know, like, is she getting in the tub with her clothes on? <laughs> Staring at pictures of Zion and that other woman in that gender reveal. Because <laughs> what is happening with that, bro? Oh no, that's nuts. Because it was like a number. They said she's tweeted about him like a a record number in in some span, but it, it was like close to like a thousand. Like. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> hey, bro, this like, is like, remember you people used to get sent to Twitter jail? Yes, they. she needs to be locked up <laughs> immediately. And, and you know what? I, I, I've just, I've done my journalistic duties here. I've, I've seen uh, her timeline right now. She's also recently sent another tweet to Zion nine minutes ago. Yes, as I'm of looking while at it. we were on the air. Yes. Uh, well, Zion, this is sad. A deleted tweet from somebody alleging, allegedly Pelicans NBA. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, I ain't gonna lie to you. You know what she's on right now? She is on that deep voice dude from boys to men level into the road level steez. I ain't out here willing to cheat on you and embarrass me. But hey, Zion, I love you anyway. This is what she doing. Yep. Zion might need to call the law. 
Okay, because this woman's going to be outside of his house if she don't have a low jack on the car. <laughs> Can you imagine her at the, at the next uh, Pelicans, at the Pelicans home opener or something like that, chaining herself towards the, like, I don't know, the scoreboard, or the, <laughs> the, the, score, the score table, the scores table. Like them folks is doing it's them, like none of these games happen. Like them folks yes. doing them protests in uh, Minnesota. Was it last year? That woman was running on the court. <laughs> we need to have Jim Ross ready for the first game. By God, it's Mariah Mouse. <laughs> oh, she's walking. She's talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But. Lord knows. Look, Lord knows what's going on with Zion. But they, they, I did read something today on The Athletic that said they are trying to pick up Scoot Henderson. If they don't have to trade anything, like give up anything like substantive other than a couple of picks, you know, some supplementary players, yeah, go ahead and do that. Because Scoot, yeah, I mean, CJ, B.I., and what's left of I mean, Zion, you know, he's preoccupied. Like the Pelicans would already be contenders. Like, I don't think that. Scoot Henson's like make or break for them. What's make or break for them is their two best players being available or not. Same thing with the Clippers. Like, let's not forget they were the, I, I believe they were the number one seed. The Pelicans were the two or three. They were up there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, but they were a top three seed mm -hmm. in the West yeah. in December. You know, almost like, you know, over a fourth of the way through. And then they, you know, Zion went down and B.I. went down, like, their problem is their two best players can never just stay healthy for an extended period of time. So, I mean, if you want to go after Scoot and you don't have to give up too much, great. Like, I'll be excited. You'll probably be really good. But until your best players can play 68 to 75 games and make it through a playoff run, I'm not really interested in what you do. So we got another fan question from the home of Jabari. Uh, what do y'all think Miami needs to do going forward? Another point guard. I mean, I think that's probably going to be the best move for them. Um, you can either go the veteran route um, and Chris Paul, but you know, like you said, you already got um, you already got uh, Lowry. So I don't know if, how great that's going to work. But Fred Blanvleet, he's actually going to be. Uh, looks like he's going to be in the free agent market. And so if you don't have to really pay too much to get him, um, that might be a good option here for the Heat to probably try to get. But they definitely need a point guard, I think. That's probably going to be the one thing they need. And actually somebody that can actually take off the responsibilities of making plays for it. Well, uh, at least some of the responsibility from Jimmy and Bam in the lowercase here. Um, a couple more dudes that can make things easier for Jimmy Butler, and a couple of more, couple of dudes that aren't undrafted, because <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, they are getting everything out of them that they possibly can, you know, in terms of development and everything like that. But at a certain point, you're gonna need another dude. Like they, they got by on the refund checks just about into the NBA Finals, right? And then you know. They got evicted, got ran up out the spot. They will need somebody else that can pick up this rent. Because they've been living. This is almost like, you know, on good times where James, James always didn't have no job. James was always getting fired. They was relying on all kinds of stuff. And side note, Florida Evans is the worst TV mother in oh, history yeah, 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 yeah. Outside, of, <laughs> outside of Naaman's mama on the wire. 
<laughs> every time James, every time James Evans fell upon a play, Florida made him give the money back. That man James found twenty thousand dollars, and then Florida made him give the money back, acting like she was gonna leave him. He had to give back the twenty grand for a gift card. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. I but you know I think we are. It all sounds like we're talking about that they need Damian Lillard. Like Lamar said, a point guard. Alex has somebody that can take the scoring load and make plays for themselves or others. Um, I mean, Dame would be a name. I just think that they need, like, best available. Like, I mean, if you can just get, like, a high-quality wing or uh, even, like, a, a high-quality big that can that can score on his own, like, they just need another scoring punch, in my opinion. They can figure the rest Clearly, they've shown that they could figure the rest out with seven undrafted players playing. But when it comes down to it in games like like this, like you got to have somebody else that can put the ball in the bucket. Um, and so, I mean, if if Damian Lillard is truly available and out there um, ready to be traded, you got to make a play for them if you're Miami because you got to feel like we are one player away. You know, we went to the finals this year. We were a game away from the finals last year, um, really one possession. And, you know, we went to the we went to the finals in the bubble. Like we're right on the cusp of something great and we're just missing a couple of pieces um, or maybe just one piece. And so you got to try and cash in if I'm the Miami Heat this summer. A wing defender because they need more dudes that can play defense because you got Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero cannot be on the floor at the same time. Right. Like they have too many mm -hmm. guys that are poor defenders. That's the other thing for me that is so glaring and how on earth they've made it this far with a lack of NBA quality defenders is something to behold. And really, like I said, Eric Spolster making a dollar out of 15 cents mm -hmm. in terms of that. But again, at, at times like this, you're asking the coach has to come up with all the answers when you have blatantly obviously roster deficiencies right imagine mm -hmm. how much more Eric Spolster can do with a really good wing mm -hmm. a really good wing defender a 3 and D guy that's really like a good 3 and D guy they're alright um, let's keep going through these questions and these comments I would like to point out guys I don't know if it's just me did you guys feel like this was like a great like final series to watch because in my eyes this felt like one of the more non like competitive ultimately final series we've seen in a good minute i mean i thought it was pretty good i mean you kind of knew that denver was a better team but miami made some of the games like I, like i said earlier especially down the stretch um you know it was entertaining um and you just saw guys like like today like Jimmy hits those back-to-back -back threes. I think between that, KCP hit a three. Um, Jokic gets a bucket. Like, they're going back and forth. But you look up, and that's what's always amazed to me. Like, the finals, like, we're in this era where the pace is, like, one of the highest all time. And the closeout game in the NBA final, one team scores 89 points. Um, and so, I mean, I obviously I've seen better. Like we've seen better finals <laughs> in our in our lifetime, but I don't think this is the worst one we've seen. Like I feel like we've seen way worse in our lifetime as well. The worst one, the worst three I can think of, 
and it's crazy to say this, they all involve LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 7 against San Antonio, and it's not LeBron's fault. Oh, 7 against oh, San no. Antonio, yeah. and 17 and 18 against the Warriors. Like, those were like, oh, yeah, I'm barely, especially the last two against the Warriors, it was like, I don't know why we're even watching this. You know, like, we're hoping maybe LeBron steals one, and they would have stole one had J.R. Smith not been drunk. <laughs> I would say oh, 07 against the Spurs, that finals against the um, – the Lakers and the Nets when they got swept and probably, you know, I think about that 05 series with the Spurs and the Pistons. And I just think the, like the, the Pistons were just gassed. Like I'm the Spurs beat, And that was a good series because it went seven. Yeah. But yeah. I really thought that the, the Pacers were the team that was going to be in the finals that year before the malice in the palace. Um, I thought that they were the best team in the East that year and that that finals was that finals was rough that finals was rough i mean i think that was one of those it was rough to watch like have you ever gone back and watched like old nba final series like because i know i did during covid when wasn't nothing on so i'm up here watching <laughs> hardwood classics and all kinds of stuff <laughs> and i'm watching that 98 utah chicago and in one of those nba finals games the utah jazz scored like 59 points yeah, and I was like, like Jesus, be a fence. This is awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll even go ahead and say, I mean, I don't think, in a way, I know this wasn't a finals for a lot of casual fans and stuff like that. I know casual fans would have, like, really would have loved to see the Lakers and Celtics and stuff like that. In a way, it kind of was a little bit of, like, all right, yeah, it's more aesthetically pleasing here uh, to see some a fresh face in the Nuggets and also see a Heat team in there too as well. But you know, um, wasn't the entertaining finals? Not so much, but at least um, we got to see a coronation of, I guess, uh, of, of Nikola Jokic. We got a chance to see him now in a bigger stage. And ironically, he does it at the same at the anniversary that the Mavs won it with uh, Dirk Nowitzki. So there's that. Um, I would want to ask this question to I would say the audience and to you too, Ken and Lamar, in terms of like playoff runs for a big man in the last like 20, 30 years, where do you place this one? Oh, I mean, it's up there. It's up there. Um, I mean, I kind of put, I think during the Lakers series or the, the Sun series that he was having a, a Dirk-like run. Um, and I put it up there with Dirk's, but I think I would probably still go with Dirk's run, even though Jokic kind of put up better numbers just because of who Dirk beat on the way there. Like, he went through the... He went through the Portland Trailblazers. They were the six seed, Brandon Roy and, and Lamar Soldiers. But then you beat the back-to-back -back champs, the Lakers. You swept them. You beat uh, Oklahoma City, Young, KD, Russ, and Harden. And then you beat the Miami Heat with LeBron, D. Wade, and Bosh. So um, Dirk, Dirk's run is up there. This one is up there, I think, um, last 20 years. Um, so like that 03 Duncan run 
um, I think is is very impressive. And then the um, let's see. I was gonna say there's the those those uh, three P Lakers with Shaq. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. So if we're going past twenty years, okay. Yeah. So yeah, if we're going past twenty years. Then the, the Akeem back to backs are, you know, legendary. Especially the second one as a six seed. Yeah. And the teams that they went through. Um, I think they were down three one to Barkley. Mm-hmm. And Phoenix came back and beat them. Um, beat the sixty win Spurs with David Robinson and and uh, Rodman. And then beat the the Magic with Shaq and Penny. Then the Shaq runs. I mean, obviously, I'm averaging thirty in the finals. I think each of each of those three seasons. But that first year when he won his MVP and was in the best shape of his career, I think is the most impressive. Um, yeah, I think those are the ones that come to mind. Underrated one, 2020, Anthony Davis coming back from the the shutdown when you know he was actually not missing not missing games and you know stayed healthy for most of that playoff run he was really good that year and i think that's it's about it as far as bigs that were the best players that won a championship dwight had a pretty good 09 run um with the magic but yeah i think that's about it lamar what you got I think it's up there with Dirks and old and, and eleven. I mean, yeah, Dirks at eleven, and uh, Hakeem with his uh, two back to backs. I think it's up there with those. Um, it's just again, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people didn't even even after winning two MVPs, a lot of people still didn't really fully grasp and understand that uh, everything about Jokic and everything else like that, and. Like I mentioned before, I mean, getting the chance to now see it on a grander stage. I mean, sure, we've seen the game three where he was 30, 20, and 10, and he just made it look so effortless, where it's just like, did this dude really just do this? And he did it. So, um, yeah, uh, I I think it's up there with those three um, for sure, honestly. And I think the biggest thing about Jokic that I think – as basketball observers that we have to appreciate is that even as the game has become more perimeter oriented really since Jordan, you know what I mean? There is still nothing like some big seven foot, 300 pound person putting their back on you and wearing you out. Right? Like no matter how good, you know, the perimeter game is and the perimeter game is extremely entertaining. There's a reason why if you see a seven foot tall dude, odds are he's probably going pretty high in a doggone draft, a post, right? Because you don't make dudes like that who grow on trees. And just yep. for me, you know, given we're in the era where people shoot 30, 35, three-pointers a game, and the Nuggets do shoot 30 to 35, three-pointers a game, but the fulcrum of the entire operation is a seven foot Serbian dude who looks like he gets in the pool with his shirt on and he barely gets his feet up off the ground. That guy is the best player on the planet. Him. You know what I'm saying? Like that to me is, you know, I want to use the word extraordinary, you know, but in this NBA with the greatest athletes that the league has ever had, he the man. And I think we got to give him that. For sure. 
Um, going to some more fan questions and fan comments. Uh, the Nuggets beat them boys like Mayweather beat Gotti the third. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, look. Um, here's how you know I'm old, right? And I remember watching boxing when I was much younger. Roy Jones and them boys was out there. I heard the last name Gotti, and I was like, didn't Floyd Mayweather fight Arturo Gotti in like 05 or 06? <laughs> and then I was like, wait, ain't Arturo Gotti dead? <laughs> you know, like that was my first thought. They're like, "Oh no, John got it the third I said, "Oh, Flood must be out here just taking people's money in these exhibitions, like he's been doing for the last decade." And bruh, that looked like something out of Love and Hip Hop. <laughs> I like, bro. The referee called the fight. That's it. And then got it. Like, nah, move. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not done yet. <laughs> I got some more left in me. I'm like, oh my god. So yes, um, we got another question, and I'll swing this to you, Kennedy Miller, our resident uh, LeBron James expert. Um, Bron coming back next year? Yeah, yeah, he's coming back. He probably needs surgery on his foot, so hopefully he gets that pretty soon, so he's there by the start of training camp. But I think everything is just like smoke and mirrors. You know, he wants them to try and improve the roster. I, but, yeah, I, I believe that he'll be back um, for next season and one last push. Because I think after this after this next season, he should be done. He should just be done. Because I don't know if he can, at this point in his career, maintain an 82-game season and a playoff run um, if they're good enough to go to the playoffs. So, I mean, he hasn't been able to maintain 82 games since he got there, since he got to Los Angeles. And it's always been one of those things where it's like, I think it's like a lot of miles on the tires. You know, we've all driven an old car before. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like alternated kind of shaky. Sometimes it's kind of hard to, you know, get the car started. Sometimes hard that window won't roll down no more or won't roll back mm -hmm. up no more. And that's what it's kind of been with LeBron. Funny, you know, groin is acting kind of funny. Tweak the knee, things like that. But I tell you what, if he can avoid, I want to say a major injury, I don't want him to go out like Kobe. Right? No. Where Kobe sure. blew that Achilles. And people say Kobe Bryant retired in April of 2016. Kobe Bryant's career was over April whatever, 2013. It was over. Who That was mm -hmm. the... That was somebody else inhabiting Kobe Bryant's body because I never thought I'd see the day where Le where Kobe Bryant would just be cool losing 65 games and smiling all the way through it. Like, I don't want to see LeBron go out like that, you know. Right. We don't nobody want to see Hakeem Olajuwon play for Toronto. Mm -hmm. it, it's kind of like that. So, But my thing is, if he's seriously considering retirement, and I don't think he really is, I think LeBron just wants some attention. Yep. If he's seriously considering retirement, do it. Because it's not yep. going to get any better from here. No, I mean, that, I mean that's real. I think, you know, the first year he comes to L.A., they had the four seed at Christmas. He messes up his groin, misses close to two months. The next season, that's when they get Anthony Davis. Yeah. That's the healthiest season that he's, he's had. And, you know, they go to the bubble, they win a championship. Then, you know, the season starts pretty quick. Then the Solomon Hill incident happened. <laughs> we were the um, we were the number two seed and looking to repeat. 
and the Solomon Hill incident happens. And I think they fell, yeah, they fell all the way to the play-in, beat the Warriors, and then lose to Phoenix in the first round. And then last year, obviously they make those trades and get Russell Westbrook. And then he, is it a knee or the foot? Somebody, he missed a couple games here and there. But after that, basically after that Solomon Hill incident, his lower extremities have never fully been right. Like he always ends up like tweaking them. And then this year, you know, with the foot and everything that he needs to have surgery on. So, like I said, I don't know if he can hold up anymore. Like he used to be like the the Iron Man of the league. Um, and if he can probably play 70, 68 to 70 games, that's a that's a major win. That's you, a major win. You asking for a lot. You that's what I'm saying. That's, that, that would be like a major win. Now, if he plays like 60 to 65, that's ideal. But your other best player has to play around the same as well. Or then you have no chance. I think that's fair. So we got another fan question. We got some more fan questions and comments. Shout out to y'all. Uh, my man Stone, Kyrie to Houston, if the Rockets strike, strike out on James Harden. Hey, man, the one person no. who does not need, we do not need it in the city of Houston, is Kyrie Irving. Because you know who will be more happy about that? Quan LX. <laughs> I haven't heard that name in a long time. Hey, man, look. This is the right, wrong place for Kyrie Irving, Houston. We, mm -mm, They need to turn him away at the door like his customs. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Can you that... imagine the Doka dealing with him? Well, he did already deal with him, I think. It, no. It, as, oh, as yeah, yeah, he, yeah well, he's an assistant, yeah. He did. Uh, I'm not going to make my email jokes. I've made them already. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Houston Rockets really need, I don't think they need a guy like a Kyrie Irving. They just need, you know, they need your, their young players to develop and, uh, you know, a better coach. And I think, I know Ime Yadoka is a better coach than Steven, than Steven Silas. It's just, you know, can't get more out of Jalen Green and uh, Kevin Porter. And uh, what's the big dude? Uh, how you say Sengun. Yeah, Sengun. thank you. I'll be saying Seguin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he just I, – I just don't think he fits their timeline, like, age-wise. Like, I, I don't get that. I don't get what – what is he – what is Kyrie, 31? 30. 31 he's still i think Kyrie's still in his prime the problem is yep. and and he's a he's a hell of a talent bruh. like but i just think you have this young core and i think they're going in the right direction like like you said like they hired a good coach i just feel like and they're right in approaching it like now we need to actually try and get people that can help us win now i just don't think Kyrie is the answer for that um, you can get like, like Jalen Brown, we talked about, I think Jalen Brown would be good for them if they're able to, to pull that off. I don't think Dylan Brooks would be good with him, but <laughs> it would, it would actually be interesting though, because he, he's not old and he, he's not going to be a star player. He's going to fit into a role where you've already drafted some guys that are supposed to be your stars, like Jalen Green and St. Goon is looking to be in that. Mold, um, but not. I, I don't. I don't see the Kyrie. I don't see the Kyrie fit. But 
as you mentioned it, Kyrie Irving doesn't fit their timeline because of age and other things. That makes the James Harden thing even more mystifying yeah, no, to me. And I don't I don't think James Harden I don't think James Harden does either. Now, if you're gonna tell me that he's just gonna sit back and just be like a traditional point guard and just defer to these young guys and try and get them in the the best possible spots, sure. But how much money am I paying you to defer? Because what you what what rumors are is they he wants, you know, the two hundred mil to bring struck but you're not you're not worth that anymore. Still a good player. Probably a top forty player now, maybe. But it's fair. I I can't pay you that much money and only get that much production. So um I completely agree with you. I don't see the Kyrie or the James Harden fit for them. I wouldn't be more inclined to just run it back with that young core and whoever they draft with the fourth pick and then see what I have in the next offseason to help us improve. Then those two options. So we got another fan comment. Maya said, Floyd Mayweather really doesn't know how to be a grandfather. He should be reading the cat and hat to his grandkids, not fighting folks. The cat and the hat. Hey, <laughs> that 50 cent thing, we're going to have an ASL, e ALS, e ESL challenge, Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, who do you think it would take longer to read a podcast ad? Floyd Mayweather, Fantasia, or uh you know <laughs> who do you think it would take longer to read a podcast ad? I thought you was gonna say Webby. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Breakfast Love with Angela Gee and Charlotte McGay. Y'all got some names on y'all. Oh, oh. I know if it, I know if it's Fantasia, she gonna be hollering at the, uh, at, the at the at during the ads. It's like, damn, come on, man. I'm just, I'm just, we just we just trying to have a chill session right here. We just try to have a chill session, boy. I know if the boy Fantasia recording session, I'd be in there with earplugs. And just tears, like, can you stop hollering, please, <laughs> please? <laughs> like, do you have to holler everything? And for Fantasia, the answer is yes. The answer is yeah. <laughs> I keep on, I, I keep on thinking about with Floyd and all that stuff being, you know, trying to be a grandfather. I just keep on remembering, I guess, is his daughter Ayana. I mean, and all that stuff, and the whole. NBA Young Boys type stuff there, and that's a mess already. But boy, that's a match made in hood hell. That's what that <laughs> is right there. It's like you did what? And don't Young Boy got like a basketball yeah, team's not... worth of kids? I think so. Yeah, I, I, I will never forget just watching the YouTube of uh, that song that he had, Dirty Ayana, and then she's like on the table and just like. Stomping, you know, as say she slashed the tires up my car and all that, and I'm like, "Yeah, you did it. <laughs> you know, you did it." <laughs> my God, my God! Before we descend into that same sort of <laughs> ignorance that we that you, Lamar Gafford, just described, we got to cut this show short. That, folks. Has been another episode of the Game Plan Podcast live stream. We appreciate you guys for hanging out with the squad. 
through these playoffs. I think we've done 10, 11 live streams during this playoff run, Kennedy Miller. We've done a good bit. Yes, yes, we have. And we appreciate you guys for hanging out with the squad, tapping in with us on our YouTube channel, you know, wherever you've been watching the show. Um, Kennedy Millie, want to tell the folks about our summer programming plans? We'll be watching Tyler Perry movies. So please tune in. We will be, <laughs> we will be doing some Tyler Perry rewatches. Um, some of the movies, but not all included possibly are uh diary of a mad black woman that's a definite we have to <laughs> medea's family reunion and why did i get married so stay tuned okay because you don't want to be the cow that jumped over the moon <laughs> <laughs> he said who told you to put that on trina said you'd like this Trina lied. <laughs> Every time I watch that movie, I find something else funny. I'll never... <laughs> when um when Marcus started choking Angela at the table, this man Mike in the background say, "Whoa, touchdown!" <laughs> hey man, that man that, and like I said, meet the Browns. That's another oh, yeah. one with way too much going on. Oh, yeah. Way too much going on. We're going to have to do this in pieces. So y'all let us know what Tyler Perry movies or content y'all want us to watch. There's a couple shows that are, that are like no-goes for me. I don't want to watch Acrimony ever again. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that one. Like, they play that movie for people in Guantanamo Bay to try to get them to confess to war crimes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> they up for three, four days standing up. They ain't ate. They ain't been able to use the bathroom. And they just got acrimony on, on the TV on a loop. But, folks, like I said, that is for our summer programming. We, yeah, we could be talking about boxing. We could be talking about baseball. But, y'all, that's this ain't why y'all here. Y'all here for some foolishness. Y'all here for some fun. <laughs> so, this summer, we're going to give y'all some fun. Okay. Diary of a Mad Black Woman, Meet the Browns, uh, Family Reunion. Yep. That's the one with Blair Underwood, right? Yep. Okay. And if there's some other talent, we might have to end up doing two two episodes of this. But this is going to be fun. For sure. But as we get up out of here, Kennedy Miller, tell the folks where they can find you on Twitter, Instagram, all that. Find me on Twitter, underscore Kennedy Miller, underscore. Find me on Instagram, underscore Kennedy Miller, underscore, underscore. Two underscores at the end. Lamar Gafford. All right. You can find me on Twitter, at Lamar Gafford. That's all in one word, at Lamar Gafford. And you can also find me on Instagram, at Primetime2832. You can also find me on SinLawPreps.com. We got some stuff coming up and... I'm taking suggestions as far as what to binge watch during the summer because we have nothing else to watch right now. Hey man, maybe you can try. You, you watch Snowfall yet, Lamar? I'm just about to get into. Snowfall. I haven't watched. I haven't watched it yet. I, I need watch to watch it. that. I need to watch that, and I also need to watch Abbott Elementary. So I'm thinking that's gonna be some things I need to watch. Don't watch. You haven't watched what? Abbott Elementary. Abbott. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to finish that, too. Abbott is tough. Abbott is tough. My man Dante said, just don't do for colored girls. Absolutely not. Oh, God. 
No. Oh, no. We're not touching that. That's too much. Okay. <laughs> no. We we not. I, I forgot we were live for a second. I was about to recite a line from the movie. <laughs> we would have already lost our jobs. <laughs> oh. But you guys can follow me on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. That is at Alex Goodwin TSM. That is T as in tacos, S as in Sarah, M as in Mabel, like Mabel Medea Simmons. Don't forget, folks, follow the show on our official Instagram page at underscore the game plan podcast again on Instagram at underscore the game plan podcast like share subscribe to the show's youtube channel and always tell 10 friends to tell 10 more friends to tell 10 more friends about the game plan podcast that is a lot of folks i need to tell but wherever you're listening and however you're listening we appreciate you guys for listening and watching for kennedy miller and lamar gafford my name is alex goodwin this has been the game plan podcast live stream we will see you guys next time you guys take a light Thank you.